Hello and welcome to the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Yinka and I am your online Agile coach. This podcast is designed to help you understand all things Agile, help you land your dream job, and help you succeed in your role as a Scrum Master. So if you're an aspiring Scrum Master or you're relatively new to the concept of Agile, then this podcast is what you want to be keeping up with. All right, guys, so let's get started. So in today's episode, I want to answer the question, what does a Scrum Master do all day? Now, I got this email from a listener who just got a job, and I think she's been in it for about a month. And all she does is attend meetings. That's literally what she wrote in her email. And she wanted to know if she was supposed to be doing more, right? Just more than attending meetings. So what do you guys think? Is she supposed to be doing more? I guess we'll find out at the end of this podcast. So make sure you stay till the very end because today's episode is going to be juicy. Okay, so let's kind of get started from the very beginning for us to be able to answer the question, should I be doing more than just attending meetings? And I think for us to, you know, get started, we need to understand the role of the Scrum Master. And what better way to actually understand this role than to start from the source. And the source is our Scrum Guide, okay? So according to the Scrum Guide, what is a Scrum Master's role? What are you accountable for as a Scrum Master, okay? So the Scrum Guide says that a Scrum Master is accountable for establishing Scrum as defined in the guide. So what does the guide actually even say? So the guide says that you do this by helping everybody understand Scrum theory and the practices. And when Scrum talks about everybody, Scrum is referring to the Scrum team that you are supporting and the organization at large. Now, the second thing that the Scrum guide says you're accountable for is this. The Scrum master is also accountable for the Scrum team's effectiveness by enabling the Scrum team to improve its practices. Now, if I go further, I also see what the Scrum Guide says, the Scrum Masters are leaders who serve the team and the larger organization. So I think at this point, we can tell that our role is much more than meetings, right? Just from the accountability perspective that is written in the Scrum Guide. So what I'd like us to do right now is to break down those roles, right? Let's kind of start from the very first accountability. Scrum Guide says that we are accountable, okay, for establishing Scrum as defined in the Scrum Guide by helping everyone understand Scrum theory and its practices. So now let's take a look at Scrum theory and what that is all about. Okay, we're getting somewhere because the goal here is to help you to understand, to help you to think differently. So I just don't want to provide you answers. I want you to walk through the process so that you can have your own answers yourself and make informed decisions. Okay. All right. So let's get started from the scrum theory, because that's one of the first things that the scrum guide is telling you that you have to help everybody understand. So what is the scrum theory? Now, according to the Scrum Guide, Scrum is founded on empirism and lean thinking. And when it comes to empirism, we're saying that knowledge comes from experience and we make decisions based on what we observed. So that means that for you to truly practice Agile and Scrum and for your team and your organization to really say that they are practicing Agile and Scrum, they have to 
act and think this way, right? They get their knowledge from experience of things that they've done and they make decisions based on what they've observed. And also because Scrum is based on lean thinking, we also should be focused on reducing waste and really focusing on the essentials. That means we're doing exactly what needs to be done, right? Now, another thing that Scrum talks about is how we need to employ an iterative and incremental approach to optimize predictability and control risk. That means that very peculiar to how the Scrum process works is that your team and your organization should be working in an iterative way and in an incremental approach. Scrum also engages groups of people. So we work in small teams and those teams need to have the skills and expertise required to do the work. That is how Scrum operates. Now, when it comes to Scrum also, we use formal events as a way to inspect and adapt the work that we're doing within the container called a sprint. So your team should be running in sprints and they should be having this regular events that we call sprint planning, daily Scrum, sprint review, and sprint retrospective. Correct? I hope you're still following me, right? Now, still on the concept of Scrum theory, that Scrum is saying that one of your responsibilities is to ensure that people understand these things, right? It's also the fact that Scrum has three pillars of transparency, inspection, and adaptation. Now, when it comes to transparency, the work that your team is doing must be visible to those doing the work, that's your team members, and it should also be visible to those receiving the work, that's the stakeholders. Within the pillars of Scrum, Scrum also talks about inspection, which means that the Scrum artifacts and the progress towards the goals, our product goals that we've agreed on, should always be inspected frequently so that we're able to detect any problems or variances, right? And when we're talking about the Scrum artifacts, we're clearly talking about our product backlog. We're talking about our spring backlog and we're talking about the increments. So that means that your Scrum team should always be inspecting those artifacts and checking out the progress to ensure that things are going according to plan. Still within the pillars, we have the concept of adaptation, which means that after inspection, if you notice the things are not going according to plan, we have deviations, then we have to adapt accordingly to ensure that we adjust and get ourselves back on plan. This is an overview of the Scrum theory that you need to understand and you need to be able to teach others to understand the Scrum theory because that is the foundation upon which the process that your team and your organization is working and that is the process that will enable them to be successful. Also, you and your team need to understand the Scrum values, right? We have the concept of focus, openness, respect, courage, and commitment. These are the values that really helps us to really be effective and productive when we leave those values, right? Are you following me? So it clearly looks from my listeners' um, point of view that you're doing only one of those things that have been listed in the Scrum theory, right? So we have the concept of the pillars of Scrum. We have the Scrum values, right? It seems like out of the first accountability, the only thing you are concentrating on is the Scrum events. 
you are not focused on the iterative and incremental approach and every other thing that is involved when it comes to the Scrum theory. You're not ensuring that your team and your organization understands Scrum theory to help them achieve their goals. So now, how does this translate to your work and the daily task that you have to do? The first thing I'd like to share with you is this. It starts with you being a leader. And Scrum did not make any mistake when Scrum, when the Scrum guy says that Scrum masters are leaders who serve the Scrum team and the organization at large. Now, there's one thing I want you to know about leadership, especially servant leadership. Servant leaders do not rely on the authority of their position to achieve their goals. Their focus is always on engaging with the team to achieve the goals that has been embraced by all. So if you have to put this within the context of your work, as a servant leader, you are a powerless leader. You don't have any authority over your team. You don't have any authority over organization. You can only engage with them and through that influence them to adopt this process correctly so that they can realize the benefits of working in an effective and productive manner. And I believe that the Scrum Guide didn't make any mistake to include the fact that you're a leader so that it helps you to start thinking differently, okay? So now, luckily, or luckily for you, because you're a powerless leader, you have to figure things out on your own. And I think that's why many Scrum Masters are so confused on what they're supposed to do on a day-to-day basis, besides what is clearly written in the guide, right? When it comes to like the events and you facilitating. And it seems that's like the only thing that we can truly pick up because they're like, oh, we're supposed to be facilitating this event. So that's all I'm going to be doing. But clearly when we try to dissect the guide and we try to dissect what we're accountable for, then it becomes very obvious that my role is clearly not just to facilitate events and ensure that my teams are present for that event. I am responsible for ensuring that the team understands the scrum theory. So that means I need to understand what the scrum theory is. I need to understand what everything about the scrum theory is and ensure that my team and my organization at large understands the same concept. So the reality is this, nobody's going to tell you what to do on a day-to-day basis. You are going to have to figure it out based on the context of the organization that you work for. And that's why Scrum Masters are leaders. So if you're not a leader, if you're not somebody who can spearhead conversations and spearhead tasks and think outside of the box to try to figure out what alternatives should exist for us to achieve our goals, then this might not be the job for you because this is not a position that people are going to be telling you what to do. This is not a position that people, that you're going to wake up in the morning and have tasks laid out for you. Like the way you have team members, you know, who have a goal and they're walking towards that goal. You are going to have to come up with your goals. You are going to have to track your goals. You are going to ensure that those goals are implemented and those goals are successful. Now, the great thing about this is the fact that you're lucky enough to have a guide. You have a scrum guide that at least guides you on the things to do. I think one of the things I've observed is the fact that we sometimes read this guide very passively and we don't actively read the guide to understand what our day-to-day responsibilities should really look like. And I think that's one of the reasons why A lot of times, many new Scrum Masters just think that their role is really focused on facilitating. Now, based on this field discussions that we've had, what do you think you should be doing 
right? On a day-to-day -day basis. Now, if you're a new Scrum Master who is starting out on a team, this is the perfect time for you to actually kickstart this process. And the first thing you really need to do when you join any organization or you join any new team is this, you need to observe. But what exactly are you to observe? Let's start with that Scrum Theory again. Now, looking at the Scrum Theory and all of the things that we're accountable for, these are some of the questions that you need to be thinking of that will drive your day-to-day -day task as you work as a Scrum Master. So a few questions that you probably should think about is this. Does my team work in an iterative and incremental approach? The fact that your team or your organization says that they are agile does not mean that they are following the process and they're improving on their practices. And that's why the Scrum Guide says you're accountable for those, right? Does my team work as a group and do they have the required skills in that group, right? Does my, does my team or do the people that I'm supporting, do they work as a team or are these just individuals that are just grouped together that don't have a goal that they're focused on and they're not really working as a team, right? Are we observing the formal events of Scrum? And I think this is very easy because it's so easy for Scrum Masters to figure out like, oh, are they doing spring planning? Are they doing daily Scrum? Are they doing retro? Oh, yes, they are. No, they are not, right? But these are things you need to observe. Are we observing the formal events of Scrum? Are we doing that effectively? It's one thing for your teams to be running a daily Scrum. Are they doing that really well? Are they deriving the objective of that event? Okay. Are we transparent with our work? Do we have a visible roadmap? Do we have a clear and well understood backlog? Do our stakeholders have visibility into the work that we are doing? Do we inspect our Scrum artifacts? You know, the product backlog, the spring backlog, and the increments. Frequently, enough for us to understand whether we're on track, whether there are variances, whether we need to adjust where needed. Does your team even have a backlog? <laughs> you will be surprised that there are some teams that do not have a backlog. Does your team have an increment every cadence that is inspected? There are so many teams out there that at the end of their cadence, they don't inspect anything. And you're wondering like, what are you doing as a scrum master? Because you clearly are assigned to that team. So what are you doing to correct that misconceptions or that anti-pattern that that team is having? When deviations are found, does the team deal with it or do they cover it up? Do others outside the team understand how Scrum works? You know, And for others that are outside the team, they might directly be affecting the work your team is doing or indirectly, right? But you still need to figure out, do they understand how Scrum works and how their behaviors could affect the work that your team is doing? Is your team proficient in leaving the five values of Scrum? Remember how within the Scrum theory, there's the concept of focus, respect, openness, courage, commitment. Now, the questions to all of these answers will create an improvement backlog for you to begin to work on. Now, imagine if your team is not doing many of those things that is within the Scrum theory. That means that you have work to do, right? So it's not just about you getting focused on whether they're attending meetings or not. That's just a tiny bit of what Scrum is recommending for your team to understand. There are these other things that are out there. I've listed quite a number of questions for you. If you probably go back to the Scrum Guide and reread the Scrum Guide with understanding, actively reading this, you probably find out more questions. 
And then you can look at your team, observe what they're doing. Is this in line with what Scrum says? Is this out of line? Every deviation needs to be adjusted. And that's when we go back to the three pillars of Scrum, right? You are inspecting the process. You're inspecting the progress. How are they working? Is this in line with Scrum? Are they doing everything well? And how is all the work they're doing helping them achieve their goals? Where are they doing things right? Where are they doing things wrong? For every wrong thing that they're doing, as a Scrum Master, you need to have your own backlog that you call an improvement backlog that you list and those become epics and stories for you. And then every day, as you show up to work, you go through your backlog, similarly to the way your team is going through their backlog to figure out the work that they're doing. You do the same thing. So you have your own backlog. You can decide to be on the same cadence as your team. So that as your own team is having their spring backlog, you also have your own spring backlog, things that you're working on every day. And clearly those things will be outside the official meetings that you have to do. Attending meetings is the BRS minimum. You don't even need to be a scrum master to facilitate those meetings. Anybody in that team could do that because when you go on vacation, Somebody's clearly going to facilitate that role. So if that's all you think your role really encompasses, then I'm not sure you're probably going to last in that position for a very long time because clearly the organization is going to realize what expense you are creating. And every organization's dream is to reduce their expenses and maximize their profit. So if they see that the money that they pay compared to the value that you're bringing doesn't add up, then they're going to eliminate you. So you want to ensure that you are not doing yet minimum because even according to the Scrum Guide, there is so much more for you to do than attend meetings, right? So if Scrum says that you're accountable for ensuring that everyone understands the Scrum theory, then you need to figure out, does my team understand the Scrum theory? Do they understand the concept of working in an iterative and incremental approach? Do they, how do they work? Do they... Do they embrace lean as a way of working? How transparent are they as a team, right? Even the team that we have, do we have the right team sets? Do we have the right skills? All of those things are questions that you need to ask. And if any of those give you a negative response, then you now have to start working on those things on a day-to-day basis. And that forms part of the daily things that you do in addition to facilitating events, in addition to meeting up with your team members to check up on them and all those ad hoc meetings that happens. You are responsible for ensuring that everybody understands Scrum. And that's why that position requires a leader because a leader is a self-star. A leader is somebody who thinks outside of the box. A leader is self-driven. A leader looks at a problem and looks for a way to solve that problem. A leader actually even sees a problem. But if you're a leader, but if you're not a leader, you're not even going to see anything as a problem. It's just going to be a natural way of life for you, right? So I hope that right now you're able to think through this concept to really understand that My job clearly is more than just attending meetings. I am responsible for a whole lot of things. And right now, we just spoke about the first accountability, which is ensuring that everyone understands the Scrum theory. Now, let's move on to the second accountability, which is you are accountable for the Scrum team's effectiveness. 
but I guess this will have to be captured in the next episode, just because I like to keep my episodes short. And I suspect I'm probably beyond my time limit right now, just because I'm a bit thirsty. And usually when I'm thirsty, it's like that time for me to like, shut up, <laughs> you've been speaking for too long. So if you've stayed for this long, honestly, you deserve an award of loyalty because I think that you are fabulous. I think you're amazing. You keep this podcast going. You're probably one of those people who sends me emails to say, thank you for the work you're doing. I've received that too often this week. And honestly, I want to tell you, thank you, because this is what you do. When you sent me those messages like, oh, thank you for your podcast. Your podcast made me get a job or your podcast helps me achieve, you know, one or two goals. You drive me to get up and record because honestly, when you do things that you don't have any monetary value for, sometimes you're not in the mood because then you have to tell yourself, okay, what if nobody's even listening? Like, why do I have to stress myself? I'm so tired right now. So why should I even get up and go record when probably you know, nobody's listening to this podcast, but then you get those messages. You're like, Oh my Lord, somebody is listening. And just for that one person, you were filled with the energy to get up and give so much more. So this is just to say that I appreciate every one of you who takes up the time to send me messages, send me email, sends me messages on Instagram, you know, via email, whatever platform you decide to use. Thank you so much. You always feel that energy for me to come back and get really pumped up to drop another episode. So looks like today's episode is probably going to be a two-part episode just because we can't finish it in today's episode. I want to keep it short. So thank you so much for staying this long. I love you so much. Thank you for supporting this podcast with your reviews, with all the plays, with all the downloads. And don't forget to share with your friends. Don't forget to share with your family members. Don't forget to share on your social media platforms. And please give us reviews because I think it helps us in the algorithm, right? I think that's what it is. That helps more people to notice that our podcast exists. So thank you so much. And I cannot wait to catch you in the next episode. So next episode, we're going to be focused on the second accountability so that you truly understand what your role is as a Scrum Master and how you can smash that role and be a great value to the organization and teams that you are supporting. Thank you so much. Once again, I love you as always stay blessed. Have a great week and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye for now.